0: Hi, everybody. It's Everything Dog and Why Dog Talk, and we have Melanie Bennett-Hannon, right? Yeah. She does board and train. I'm just going to hold on for a couple minutes to see if we, if anybody's out there, give us a comment or something so we can see if you're there. So it says that we're live, and you know what, if nobody wants to join us, we'll just chat by ourselves.
1: (laughs) so does it record and save for the future if anyone wants to come on perfect
0: oh Oh,
1: hi not personally but i see you all over facebook and yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i don't know if uh go to no yes i don't know i guess i can't see stuff on here oh it's just little on there yeah oh wait here we go here we go there's us yeah. Oh, it's just little. Oh, yeah. yeah, turn that oh, down a little oh, bit. Fantastic. It's pretty good. Hi Hillary. Do you know Hillary Weisberg? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Hi well, Hillary. Anyway, here we are. So this is fantastic. Oh, everything's going well. Okay. I hope our microphones.
1: <laughs> Me too. Well. Can you hear
0: us? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Board and Train right? So somebody's got a dog. Yep. First off, what kind of a trainer are you? You, you train dogs, right? Yep. So what what do you do with dogs? Yep.
1: So I am a positive reinforcement trainer. Um, I file, follow the Lima hierarchy. So we do mainly just stick to like the first top half of the uh, pyramid that covers positive reinforcement and environmental management. Um, we do really like mostly force-free training to teaching the dogs how to um control their emotional states in order to listen to us better. So we have a lot of young adolescent dogs come in who are very hyper mm-hmm. and mouthy and jumpy. Um that. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh very hard for owners to work with on like a daily basis and really see um like long lasting change. Can I, yes. I wanna ask
0: you a quick question. Sure. So, like, when you say, like, pyramid, hierarchy, all that stuff, right? Like, your regular person doesn't get that. And and what I see is a lot of people with dogs that really, like, don't know anything. (laughs) Like, literally nothing. And first off, I think something we really need to address is that there are zero regulations on dog trainers. So, like, anybody, you go on YouTube... You can find anybody that's a dog trainer and they can charge you $300 an hour and they might not know anything. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. It's crazy. You could quit your job tomorrow and put up a sign and say, I'm a dog trainer and start charging people money. And there are zero regulations, uh, no, no laws that say that you can't do that. So so
0: one of the things that I find <laughs> is that, um, like I'm a mom also, and you know, I'm like older now <laughs> and so, when I was a kid, people got spankings and stuff, and like people don't do that anymore yeah. now because now we know you know all the yeah. kids grew up and went to therapy and realized that like <laughs> that's not an okay it's thing so funny. yeah, so with you and with the dogs i'm i what I'm learning is that um. There, there's really, like, you know, there's science-based, right? Yep. Like, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Know, with your training, you want to talk about, like, real behavior?
1: Yep, definitely. So, um, yeah, like Rachel said, there are um, definitely different ways that people train. Um, I feel really lucky to have been trained and to have learned in the current climate, which is really moving away from a lot of aversive-based training. Um, is- using uh, punishment to suppress behaviors. So using shot collars, prong collars, choke chains, that's um, just some of the tools that are used. You don't even necessarily need any specific tool to use punishment. You can use um, fear and intimidation. Um, all of these tools training tactics um it's sad because they work. So on the surface it looks like you know your dog is jumping. You apply a shock or you, you know, do a correction on a prong collar and the dog will probably stop jumping. Um, they're learning to work to avoid the um, unpleasant stimulus that comes with the training or that comes with the behavior that they're doing. Um, but what science has really, it's come such a long way in terms of looking at dogs as you know, beings that have emotions that, you know, and they really do, right? Yeah, and they're not robots, right? And exactly. City, you
0: know, these people expect their dogs to be robots. And just- yeah.
1: And we say that too, with the board and trains, we say they're not robots. We can't pre-program them, which is, we'll get to that at some point, right. I'm sure. Yes, yes, um, so <laughs> we really look at the science behind training and that is, um, going back to like the hierarchy or the pyramid, um, it's, um, a way to kind of look at training that involves what is like the, like the least aversive, the, like it's minimally invasive. Like what can we do? Um, how can we change behavior in the way that's going to take into account the dog's, um, emotional state? Um, and, that's really through looking at, so the hierarchy, um, what we look at is, is there anything medically wrong with the dog? So if we see a dog that starts yeah. biting somebody out of nowhere, um, are they in pain? Are they having, you know, even things like hyperthyroidism, like, yeah. um, Lyme's disease. We've seen a lot of, um, you know, tick-borne diseases that can change behavior and cause behavior changes. Hip dysplasia. Hip I mean, dysplasia that was, owners don't yeah, one of my own dogs, my, my rescue Brody, who's Sleeping on the couch oh, so is sweet. I'm going
0: show
1: him real quick because everybody loves it. There's Brody. Oh, Brody. Brody, say hi. <laughs> Who's
0: a good boy. You're a good boy. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, he started I acting. I know, he,
0: he's a sweet boy.
1: Um, he started actingly, acting aggressively towards our golden do-it-all, who is coming into coming into the frame. Good, say hi. Look, That's Ziggy. Um, and it was so. Was I know, right? Did you hear us talking about you? Um, it was really like not um, Brody's personality. They had lived together for a long time. Um, and what we had discovered was Brody has, um, hip dysplasia and he had partial tears in both of his, uh, CCLs. So so we got him the surgery and the behavior is it was once he recovered, um, you know they're getting along like brothers now. So, oh,
0: yeah, both boys.
1: They're both boys. I thought she, yeah. I thought
0: she was a girl. Oh no, because you're so pretty. <laughs> he really so pretty. is. <laughs> I
1: love him. He's not he gonna leave you, you now. Makes boy. <laughs> but anyway, you hear that? You um, hear that?
0: So, okay, so, so, yes. so, um, health stuff. Yeah, so health stuff definitely at.
1: something to rule out. Um, and then we go through, um, environmental management. Is there something that we can use? Like if your dog is, um, leash reactive. They bark and they lunge at other people on leash. Can we change what we're walking them on? Are they walking on a collar that might be aggravating them? Is um, Would a harness be better or a gentle leader? Is there a different tool? Um, different environmental management can be maybe while you go through training, blocking out a portion of your window so that the dogs can't see through it. Every time right. they see through yeah. it, they start barking, they get aggressive. It kind of just builds as this behavior over time. Um, so environmental management's important and then we go to positive reinforcement um and that's really those are really like the top 3 s- sections that um like most science based trainers will stay in um the bottom half is negative reinforcement negative punishment positive punishment so it is really taking is that
0: the whole four quadrants the four quadrants yeah yes. so just can we just clarify really quick yeah. um force free lima lima yes. lima um you know, people that, oh gosh, what was I just going to say? That it's, um, what did you just say? I'm distracted by your dog. No,
1: like you go lay down. No. So, um, um, so saying for like a, for what a force free trainer would yeah, be, yeah. um, well, no, I yeah. was going to
0: say like, what would be
1: the, um,
0: just forget it. Yeah, totally that's okay. out of my head. If it comes back to you. We'll yeah. jump right oh, back four into quadrants, it. The four yes. quadrants. So, positive reinforcement trainers yep. or you know cookie cookie trainers yep. right yep. you guys you guys do use the four quadrants, right? Because that's what I always hear from you know yep. the other side is that well they don't use the four quadrants. Yeah, it's really know.
1: impossible to train without using some of every quadrant at some point. Like even if your dog jumps and you tell them no, technically this positive punishment. You know positive reinforcement trainers would never say use positive punishment in training, and we can go into the science everything behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's so easy. It's um, you know I feel like people try to pigeonhole positive reinforcement trainers into like, they only like give cookies and they give treats. It's not true. It's not. If your dog no. jumps and you turn away from them, you're not using positive reinforcement, you know? I'm going to so, say you
0: guys just don't abuse dogs.
1: That's exactly. I so I'm know. To say that though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so we've got the basis of, of your training methodology, yep. right? And that, that's, that's your guidelines. Yep. Um, so, so how does it work? Somebody calls you a, a referral. They're yep. like, Oh yeah, we use Melanie at Wagmore. Yeah. And so, yeah, so tell us, like, what kind of dogs are you dealing with? Yeah,
1: so most of our clients are usually referral-based. We have um, a bunch of wonderful vets in the area, a bunch of different pet stores, um, shelters, um, and then other trainers who I'm so lucky to have really found a great network um, of trainers on Long Island, most of them don't offer board and trains. Yeah. So it's yeah. most of the board and trains on Long Island are unfortunately more aversive-based. Um, I think that, like I said, on the surface, you use punishment and the behaviors look like they are better very quickly. Um, the dogs are really learning to avoid things because they're fearful of it. They stop the behavior and everybody says, wow, look what my dog learned in a one week, you know, with this so-and-so is
0: that learned helplessness? i this is a new term that I've heard, heard lately.
1: Yeah. So, um, learns helplessness, I guess is more if the dog feels like they cannot avoid something. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of it. It's I would say it's probably more of like a continued punishment that a dog learns. Um I just can't avoid it and so I just give up. Okay. Um, so whether
0: it's a leash pop or getting yelled at yep. or a shock or it's like a constant all yep. the time, they just kind of shut down. Exactly,
1: yep. And so they shut down. So mm-hmm. um so
0: great that's an obedient dog. Look how great it's that's being. exactly
1: and their trainer Terrible. or somebody who's really familiar Terrible. with behavior can look and say Look at the dog's ears, they're pinned back to his head, look at the tail, the tail is tucked, look at how they walk. So I see a lot of videos of trainers using, you know, a little remote in their pocket while they're walking a dog. And you can tell that dog is hunched over, they're walking nervously, they're barely looking up at the owner. Um, that to me is not a well-trained dog. That's a dog who is scared of yeah, sad. of it's like getting punishment, child or something. Yeah, kid
0: you see in the grocery store and he's scared of his mom. Yeah, she beats him. Yeah, all the time. yeah. Sorry, but you know, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, so
0: you get somebody in. Yep. yep. yep.
1: Um, so we do. So again, luckily, so a lot of the trainers that we are friends with on Long Island, um, we refer our private lessons out to them because there is such a demand now for the positive reinforcement board and trains um we're really lucky to um you know be as busy as we are and to have people who are really on board with wanting their dog to you know take part in our our programs um and be
0: happy well and be a yeah be i'm
1: part of the, the family yep yeah. um so somebody calls us so wherever they come from they call us um and at first, we discuss whether or not a board and train is an appropriate program for their dog. Um, so, board and trains are not for every dog. They're not for every family. Um, there are definitely... Um, some specific behavior issues that I do not recommend for board and trains, such as. Um, such as number one would be separation anxiety, which unfortunately we're seeing more and more of um, with the pandemic, with the quarantine, with people who have gotten dogs. dogs they <laughs> <sticky> keep rolling <laughs> over. <laughs> um, so, I know wait, so they want to be really part of it. Let's talk about that for a yeah.
0: second. Yeah. So, so separation anxiety is not something that you would recommend doing board and train with? Yep. So it's difficult.
1: Um, I can say like anecdotally, just like from the way that we structure our board and trains, when we have one dog out for training, whether we're working in the house, teaching new skills, or we're working on leash, or we're taking them to, you know, a park to work around, um, other dogs and people, high level distractions, um, all of the other board and train dogs are resting comfortably in their crate. Um, we do that for a bunch of reasons. Number one, for being safety. By the um, way,
0: how many dogs do you have here right now, not <laughs> including her own two? Not twin?
1: including my two. We have seven board and trains right now.
0: That are just right in the other yep. room. Uh, it's incredible. We
1: recently hired a new trainer. Her name is Casey. She'll oh. probably make an in to <laughs> Say hi. <There> <laughs> That's is. Casey. So we are so <laughs> lucky. We have been able to almost like double our capacity. Um, before the pandemic, we were taking like three board and trains and doing Private lessons. So um, now, yes, we're up to seven. As you can hear, they're all comfortably resting. They all have kongs lots and lots of prep,
0: right? Lots of prep. Yes, yeah, yes. getting them nice and relaxed. <laughs>
1: we have everybody with uh, classical music on. Um, so the creating is really important. Again, number one, safety. We don't want any dogs from different households uh, interacting when we can't supervise. We don't want any puppies being picked on or any dogs learning, you know, bad habits. Maybe they're getting overstimulated, being too rough with each other. Um, Number two, there's a lot of studies that show how important latent learning is. So we take a dog out, we do some training, we put them in the crate for a rest, take them out an hour later, do some more training latent? while they're resting in the crate. <laughs> um, they are still processing everything that has been done. Um, oh, it's like giving them breaks allows their brains time to process, um, instead so of just up, go, of, go, go, go.
0: Exactly. Very interesting. Yep. So it kind of sits with them more. I guess what yep. else are they doing? Their dogs are not watching TV. I <laughs> know, <yet. laughs> right? Yeah, but how else are okay. they? Um, so we do that
1: for the latent learning. Um, and so going back to dogs who are not appropriate candidates for board and trains, right. um, separation, separation anxiety. anxiety, for us personally, um, it's not something we can work through because we need the dogs to be comfortable and relaxed in their crates. Um, separation anxiety, along with a lot of other fear, aggressive, um, anxious behaviors, Um it takes a lot longer than just a three week board and train to work through. So with a rehab type. Exactly. It's usually like closer to like a year, maybe even more, depending on how old the dog is. Um it's something that a lot of people Really need help with because it's sad and upsetting to see your dog suffering like yeah. that. Um, but we are our main goal with treating fear, aggression, and anxiety is to change the way the dog feels, mm-hmm. um, so that the behaviors then that presents on the surface so that those behaviors change um, to change emotions when they're that strong that they are presenting as a, um, aggression or you know very, like anxious uh, behaviors. Um, it's just it takes too long um yeah yeah and it's yeah it's a
0: bigger thing yeah, yeah. exactly
1: yeah. so so
0: you'll get dogs in yeah. like you said like leash reactive yes oh. yeah okay. so that's
1: a little bit more um Like, more like concise. It's easier to pinpoint the triggers for that. Um, so leash reactivity, we can start out with teaching foundation skills like leash walking and attention on the handler. And then we can, I actually love board and trains for leash reactivity because we have the helper dogs. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Anytime you could come take part in training the board and trains too. You could be our distraction dog. Um, perfect. (laughs) I'm not too far from you, right? Good. good. Um, Side note. yeah. <laughs> so, so with the, um, it's very hard for leash reactive dogs to start working in the real world. So you're going to encounter dogs who are barking at your dog, lunging. There's multiple dogs. Um, it's too difficult. They need calm controlled dogs. I'm super lucky that both of my dogs that you saw, um, are great helper dogs. They are wonderful on leash. It's lots of training. It's also personality, temperament. I can't take, you know, total. Uh, it's not all me. Um, definitely. No, I'm lucky to have that. them. So, leash reactivity. The and then, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Ziggy. I
0: needed him to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny he was. <laughs>
1: Um, so no, no, that's, um, (laughs) so leisure activity is definitely, um, one of the, I guess, like aggression, anxiety cases that is very, um, it like easy to train for a lot easier for us than for an owner because we can control the first dogs that they're working. We can control the threshold. So how far away we are when we're working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we can slowly over the course of two to three weeks, start working the dogs in real life by taking them out to parks and pet stores and things like that.
0: Nice. And then how does that work with the owners, right? Because like you have to train the owners too.
1: That's a great question. And that's a lot of people say, um, and I see it a lot on Facebook when people ask for a board and train and they ask, do you have any recommendations? There are usually quite a handful of negative comments. You know, you should train your dog. You should take part in it. Um, dog has to bond with you. And to an extent, that's very true. Um, for every week of a board and train that a dog does, we include a private lesson for the owner. So like a two-week board and train includes two lessons for the owner, three-week three lessons, so on and so forth. Okay, that's um cool. yeah, The owners definitely, the training is not... Done when the dog comes home, just like when you graduate elementary school, you're not done. You go to middle school, you continue learning. Even when you graduate college, you think, okay, like that's it, like I'm done. And how much have you learned since you graduated college? Um, right. It's that whole
0: experience that comes with, yeah, yep. you got your road test, but you have no clue how to drive. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> that's, that's a really good analogy. I need to start using that, that for clients. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, so it is definitely important for owners to take over. Um, but I find that the board and trains, there are, um, people who work long hours and they get these dogs and they can't commit the time to training them. Um, and they can't do anything about their work schedule. So, you know, there's, yeah. um, there are people who are really struggling with their dog's behavior. If you live every day with an anxious, aggressive, um, you know, fearful dog. Do you want to? <laughs> Just sit on the couch. Go on the couch. Go, 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 go. I know. His tail is so long, it's knocking it really the tripod wrong. over. Good boy. Um, <laughs> it is so cute. You stay over there with Casey. I know. He wants so, so badly to be a part of this. See how cute he is. Ziggy. You broody in the corner. <laughs> You guys stealing on uh, the show, yeah, a no
0: <laughs> you boys so'm um,
1: no that's okay that's okay, <laughs> so so with dogs who people are really struggling with, and they feel like. I've heard so many times I feel like I can't have a relationship with the dog. They're constantly stealing things, they're destroying my kids' toys, they're, you know, bite like the puppy nipping is really hard for people to deal with and it's usually for first time puppy owners a very unexpected behavior that they don't know is going to happen. They still start to build a resentment. Yes. Right?
0: And then when you have a resentment, you can't really have patience. You don't really.
1: That's so true. It's so true. And we hear it a lot with like the adolescent overstimulated dogs. Um, So the board and train can be a really nice break for the owner too. Um, It's, you know, a chance for them to take a deep breath and clear their mind. And um, we tell everybody when the dog comes back, they're not going to be perfect. They're not like a, you know, DVR. I can pre-program and, you know, reset them. Um, what we really focus on is building habits and that's all dog training is. It's what habits do we want the dogs to have? I don't want them to have the habit that they jump on the counter and they steal food. Um, or they, you know, they bark at every dog that goes by or, you know, they jump at all my guests. It's, it's, the priorities are completely up to the owner. Um, yeah. so like you see, my dogs are all over my couches. That's, was wow. not important to me, right? Yes. They're, they're in my bed. They, yes. if you're sitting on the couch, they'll come and they'll sit on your lap. Um, but they don't jump on people when they come to the door, you know, so owners pick and choose what priorities are important to them. Um, and then it's really up to them to follow through. So we've had poppies as young we've had people get puppies from breeders and quite a few times and they, the puppies come and they're crying and they're barking in their crate and they're having accidents in the crate. And they're like, I have little kids and I have to go to work. And like, what did I yeah, do? Can't deal with it. So yeah. we've had like nine mm-hmm. week old puppies come in. Um, and they go home and they bond with their owners just as well as any other dog. Would. <laughs> but One
0: of my friends at work actually got a puppy and that's what happened to her. She's like, I want to just give him someplace for three yeah. months, yeah. She's like, just three months, and then I'll take him back, mm-hmm. you know, she was really, yeah, puppies are hard, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, like babies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we adjust, you know, yep. we adjust, it's, it's what's important, you know, yep. so if they're important to us, we'll figure out how to handle it, yep. and how to deal with it,
1: definitely, what I
0: like is that, uh, you know, I, I met somebody once, I don't even know, probably 10 years ago, and he was like, yeah, you know, they, they just got their dog back, so they got their dog back from some place. He was there for a month and they got the button and, you know, you press this button and that happens and yeah. that happens. And, you know, so, it, you know, and that too, like the owner doesn't do anything and yeah. then the dog comes back and then they wonder why the dog like, you there's know, there's no relationship eats or eat somebody, but, you know, yeah. they've had enough with the beep in it, yep. you know, the, the shocking.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I
0: think it's just wonderful yeah. that you're doing this kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I know it's the. Yep. Thank you.
0: (laughs) No, really? No, thank you. Because, you know, you're saving a lot of dogs, a lot of, you know, harm and people don't know, you know, some people, some people can know, but they choose not to. (laughs) And and it's with everything. It's with parenting. I mean, I see it, you know, I have a daughter with special needs and, you know, there's things that can be done and sometimes people just don't want to put the effort in. Yeah. Um, it is
1: hard, too, because you get that buzzer in your hand and you tell the dog to come and they come to you and they sit right in front of you. And like it is people feel the power with it. And I've seen it. Um, it looks, again, like the dog is very well trained. But um, I do think something that like Wagmore in particular focuses on with myself and Casey Um I mentioned a little bit before is like the emotional state that if you, I saw a meme once probably mm-hmm. on Facebook and it was an iceberg and I can't remember. It might've been for kids. I'm pretty sure it was a, a like parenting um, page. I think on Instagram that put it out and the tip of the iceberg that was sticking out of the water that you saw, we can say let's let's say it's for dogs. That's the barking and the jumping and the lunging and the biting and all the behaviors that we see. And then the part that was under the water Was the heartbeat racing, the adrenaline pumping, Mm. the cortisol stress levels rising, um, the pupils dilating, all of these like internal, like physiological things that is, are happening inside the dog that, um, again, I think it was a parenting meme originally. So like inside the kid that drive tantrums, you know, it's all of these feelings that Mm. the animals are people too that are, you know, um, working off of that are driving the behavior. And if we just focus on the top of the iceberg, we really don't know what's happening to the part that's under the water. It's it's being suppressed. Um, it's being pushed even further down. It's probably getting even bigger. Um, and then one day, like you just said, one day out of nowhere, the dog can display behavior that was 10 times worse um, because they have just had this Learned helplessness, yeah. <laughs> um, over and over and over, from being punished, from having the, you know, um, behaviors that they are showing, um, be punished without learning what to do instead. So, a lot of the reason for the positive reinforcement is to really focus on everything that's like hidden under the surface. It is a lot easier for the behaviors to change once we address that emotional state. Um, there are foods um, that. Um, There were studies that, like, show foods that are high in protein, um, they engage the parasympathetic nervous system, and it actually combats that, like, fight-or-flight response in the sympathetic nervous system. So even by just using some, like, freeze-dried chicken, or even we'll use, like, Costco meatballs even every once in a while, um, using, like, high-value, high-protein foods um, can help help start working, like, internally with the dog before we even teach them, like, a look or a sit or a leave-it command. Kind of
0: maybe just calms them a bit or something? Yeah, home. people
1: like always say, of, "Oh, like tryptophan, right?" Is that what's oh, in yeah, the turkey? They're like, "I'm like, I'm sure it's somewhat similar <laughs> so to that." Really yeah. yeah, with the food. It kind of works for, for me you too, too me right? Too. <laughs> yeah, like don't catch me after Thanksgiving because <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. on the couch,
0: knocked yeah.
1: out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so funny. So yeah, so we use. I, I always say, I'm like my like motto is like feed to relax and then feed to reward. You can't really reward behaviors if the dog is not in a relaxed state of mind. So that they can listen to you. Um, so that's kind of. Can you touch yeah. really
0: quickly a little bit about yeah. when um, people say like, uh, so my dog Cass, I'm, I work with his reactivity with like clicker training and stuff, you know. Yep. So like, there's dogs across the street that bark their faces off, and he barks a little bit, and then like I'm noticing now, he he'll actually start to look at me first, now, which is really cool. That's the
1: goal, right? That's right. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. But,
0: you know, so people are like, oh, you're rewarding him yes. for barking. Yep. So can you maybe explain? We hear a that about all that the that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Rewarding poor behavior. Yeah. Because when the
1: dog starts barking and I like stuff a handful of chicken in their face, like the owner's like, what are you doing? Uh, You know, you're rewarding him. Um, The, I guess, like simplest thing that I can say is your dog is not barking for the food. If you're sitting there eating and they're like, woof, woof, and they're barking in your face and you feed them, that is very different. (laughs) Then you are definitely rewarding. Did you hear that? (laughs) Then you are definitely rewarding the bark. Um, That, it's, and you can tell if you have a dog that barks, that is reactive. If he on jumps leash, up on the counter or,
0: and you give him food like that. Yeah, then yeah so you're right? definitely same rewarding. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
1: Um, so it, it is that same that definitely ties into the feed to relax. Um, when they're barking and when Cass is barking at another dog, um, he's not even thinking about the food in your hand. He is, again, that surge of adrenaline that's driving that behavior. You're feeding to relax him. And then once he's in a more relaxed he's state of mind, relax. he like can that. look up. He's like, oh. Oh, you got food up there, yeah. and good boy—that's yeah. what we want instead. Yeah. Um, and by working him under thresholds, where you're far enough away from dogs, whenever in a perfect world, um, right. you know you can get that look first, and yeah. that's yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, and I'm
0: noticing, so I'm like, oh my god, yes, yep, yeah, you know? good job, oh, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. perfect, so
1: yep. Yep, so you feed so. for the emotional state, and then you feed for different behaviors that you want. And okay. over time, you'll notice your dog is in a calmer emotional state, um, and so they are they can listen to your commands. And this is the stuff that cues. you do with the
0: dogs in, yep. in your board and training. Exactly. So yeah. we
1: really give them a nice, solid foundation, um, and then we have the owners take over the training when they go home. That's great. That's great. Yeah.
0: So, um, All right, so you have how many dogs right now? There are seven, seven. (laughs) Okay. Cool. 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 Um, is there anything that you feel people need to know about board and trains or how can somebody, maybe there's like the right questions people could ask if they're looking for board and train because there's no regulation.
1: That's a great question. That's, um, I highly, highly encourage everybody to ask a lot of questions to interview the person that you will be leaving your dog with. Um, I feel like we have definitely heard horror stories about where dogs have been kept and not only the type of training, but, you know, um, we won't get into that, but yes, I, well,
0: the facility. some people yep. send your dog away and they don't even know what it looks exactly. like.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. definitely um, one of the things I would make sure that um, the person or the trainer who you're leaving your dog with um, so before COVID, we used to have everybody come into the house and drop their dog off. Uh, since COVID, we're not having people in the house, but everybody has to come and drop their dog off outside. So we meet them out front. Usually within an hour of the dog being here, I send them a video. Look, this is how your dog's settling in. That's this cool. is where they are. This is a living room. Um, some people ask for pictures of where the crates are kept. We have a den, which we can show you later. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so all the crates are, um, lined up in like a, a den in our house. Um, you want to make sure, uh, you know where your dog is, you know the house that they're in and you're comfortable with the house. So that would be definitely one thing. Um, another thing is asking about certifications. So even though dog training is unregulated, there are certain certifying, um, organizations. Um, I, like there's a few of them that are like very well known. There's I uh, which both myself and Casey belong to. Um, there's Karen Pryor Academy. I graduated their professional dog trainer program. Casey just finished the foundations course, uh, which was like super educational. And, um, I would recommend that for anybody interested in getting started with dog training. Um, American Kennel Club um, has like their canine goods citizen certification there's there's a ton of them there's a lot of different trainers out there um, I think the cPDT yes. I think we were talking yes. about yep yes. Um, that's probably the one that I um, recommend the most or I recommend looking for the most just because the certifying body is separate from the organization that you like pay, I guess. Um, so like I went to Karen Pryor Academy, I paid her a ton of money. I went through her whole course and then she's like, here, you're certified. Um, the CPDT is a test that it's given like an SAT test. I think it still is. Even with COVID, you go to a testing center, you sit down, it's, um, covers everything from learning theory, which is really how animals learn to husbandry, ask questions about, you know, different tick-borne diseases. Um, it's wonderful. It's a Across I the think board. The
0: learning theory, how she said that. I think that if anybody could take anything, like one quick little thing, ask any trainer about learning theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really the basis yeah. of the whole thing. Yep. Because if somebody doesn't understand learning theory, then they're going to do all the wrong stuff. Yep. Right. That's
1: definitely. And that goes back to the science based training where it's really understanding how the mind works. Um, there's a book, I believe it's. How Dogs Learn. Um, I think it's Mary Birch, but don't quote me on that. Um, and it's a wonderful prep for the CPDT program. But if you're wondering at all or interested in at all or a reader at home, um, it's a really great book. Traveling. Um, yeah. Ever, yeah. Listening
0: to Audible or whatever. Right. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is
1: on Audible, too, because we checked. Because uh, <laughs> cool. Casey, Casey hit her 300 hours that are required to take the CPDT, so she'll be taking it in the spring Thanks when it's offered next. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yep, so. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> so yeah so he, he's tripping out i, I love it he had that whole bully <laughs> like, stick.
0: oh he finished it, <laughs> it it's gone you, you, it you, you go. finished that bully stick
1: done wow okay now you rest you finished that he's like wait ziggy still yeah. has one like <laughs> you, guys, no, you don't get so any more after that. <laughs> I know. So it's so funny. So, so definitely certifications. Yes. Um, okay. I really like to see that trainers not only have certifications but also belong to professional organizations like the IAABC, APDT, Pet professional
0: um, guild. Yeah, really good. Yeah, professional guild. Positive reward base. Does Pet Professional Guild do, is it just trainers or do they have veterinarians? I actually don't belong
1: to that one. So yeah, I'll definitely look into it. Yeah. I've always been more like IABC. I think like I got into first, so I haven't. Yeah. But I know a lot of people like the PPG. Yeah. And I
0: know somebody um, that's actually in our group with the IABC and she, she's, she, I forget exactly what she does, but she's. I don't know if she does their promotions or social media, something like okay. that. But she was saying that um yeah, like they really they don't do prong collars and yep. you know. Yep. So
1: yeah, so they're like technically Lima based, but again, most like most Lima trainers, you can say that you're Lima and you can focus on the punishment side of Lima the triangle. Say, say least the in, least invasive, minimally aversive. So it's really focusing on like what is like least invasive or least intrusive to the dog. And like minimally aversive. You want to do like the least aversive training that you can do. So you start again with like the health, the environment, the positive reinforcement, and you work your way down. Um, For somebody that
0: really does it and isn't just saying they do it and says, Oh, well, I really have to just resort to the shot collar now because. So (laughs) that too, if you interview
1: a trainer and they say like, Oh, I'm Lima based, like what tools do you use? Are you comfortable using every tool? Yeah. Um, and, My personal preference would never be to leave a dog with somebody who's going to use a shot collar or a prong collar, at least not in your presence. That is, yeah. So stay
0: away from that.
1: Yeah. So a lot of the organizations have continuing education. They have like CEU credits that you have to earn to maintain whatever status you are, um, whatever like type of member you are in the organization. Um, Science is science. We're discovering new things all the time. Um, So taking courses, you know, going to seminars um, is really, really important for dog trainers. trainers. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm doing hair 30 years. I still take hair hair classes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 So, um, what, like do the dogs ever get sad? Like, you know, you know, like they leave their owners and they all weird. (laughs) Everybody
1: wants to know, is my dog going to be okay? I say it's, always harder on the people than the dogs. Yeah, um, imagine. right. It's for people with kids. They say, Oh, it's like going to sleep away camp. And I'm like, yeah, you dropped the kid off. And they're like, bye mom. Most kids are <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Running. Yeah. We've had a few dogs lately that get chopped off and they like barely look back. They're like, okay, I'm here. And they yeah. clearly have great relationships with their owners, but they're like, they come in, Every once in a while, we get a dog who, like, will go back to the door, who look out the door, look for the owner. Um, they come in. They get playtime. They get walks. They get tons of treats for training. They, I have tons of toys and bones. They hang out on the couch with us. Um, it's I would be very happy. Within not too long, they're like, oh, okay, this place is cool. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know if this is proven anywhere, but dogs so much, like, live in the moment. They're not like, oh, yeah. remember when so, yeah, yeah, I see it with the dogs here. It's like, even if they are upset to leave their owners and they don't want to come in within 20, 15, 20 minutes, they're like, okay, like this place is cool. Um, yeah, especially if you're
0: keeping them so active. Yes. Right? I mean, there's like the schedule and yep. these things they're doing and probably at home, they're laying on the couch Yeah, and that's, their family just walk by. We get know? those
1: texts too, yeah. where the owners are like, oh no, I, they're going to miss me. And then they see, uh, we send videos and pictures and almost every dog, uh, owner is, Oh no, they're not going to want to come home. And yes. uh, <laughs> you stole
0: my It switches
1: dog very quickly. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. The dogs go home. I mean, it's a lot here. Their days are packed. You know, they're yeah. exhausted by the end of the night. They go home and they're probably like, okay, like that was fine. But like, I'm back with my family. Like this, is, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. But it's nice though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, do you yep. play play groups with them? Do they play together? Yes.
1: Other? Yep. So our the structure of our day is usually first thing in the morning, everybody gets up, they go outside to the bathroom, and they do play started? time. Depends on what dogs are in. Okay.
0: So okay. it like right now, for instance, seven dogs
1: we have a few house training, potty training dogs. So um, I'd love to say that my day started at like seven, but we have had a few middle of the night wake ups in the last few weeks. So, okay. um, definitely depends. Usually by like nine 10 o'clock, everybody's in their crates. They've eaten breakfast. They're resting from playtime. And then we start training. Okay. So, so
0: you like let them out? They all just go? Yep. Like you'll Depending on what dogs they,
1: are in. So, you okay. know, we will introduce slowly. Um, okay. So we usually introduce through a gate at first so they can sniff each other, um, unless the owner tells us in advance that the dogs have any type of like barrier or, yeah. you know, like f- they fence fight or any type of like aggression like that. Yeah. Um, it's rare. Usually they sniff each other through a gate. They learn, okay, I can sniff the dog. I can move away if I'm scared. I can go back up if I'm not. Um, we always have the treats, again, unless an owner says my dog is aggressive over food, which might yes. not be a good fit for a board and train because we have the other dogs here. But every once in a while, it's, right. you know, my dog might be a little weird with treats. Um, Besides that, we'll always have treats on us. So high value usually at first is something the dogs are really going to like. So yes. they sniff each other. We can stick the treats to their nose. Here, look, sit. We get them to sit next to each other. Um
0: that's how I acclimated my cat to my dogs. Oh, my God. It took like nine months, but oh, that's Is that I No did. Name? Yeah. No <laughs> that's names. so yes, cute. Yes. <laughs> that's
1: so funny. No I name. see on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. adorable. We've just usually slugged with, like, Kitty. So his name is No Name. No Name, name. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Funny, really quick, we took him to the vet, and they called to say, Oh, he, you're still coming. We have your appointment. It Does No Name have a name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh like, my yeah, God. That's no, that's his name. That's it. That's what we We've committed to no name, but anyway, so, so, funny. so you'll. That's dog, I have
1: so. Mama Cat who had her be- her babies were adopted out, but she'll always be Mama Cat. Mama cat so she's yeah, Mama. Yeah. So we go upstairs and we're like, "Hey, Mom, hey, hey. <laughs> it's I love it. my cat." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So all right,
0: so the dogs and then all right, so they'll play. Yep, right? so they, they do all-
1: playtime, they mm-hmm. burn off some steam. We feed usually a little bit later than most people, so we'll feed closer to like nine thirty ish. Um no in the morning. Okay,
0: fine. Oh, just um, still in the morning. Okay. Yep, still in the morning. So
1: we feed later. We I have this thing about like bloat. I'm terrified of it. I've never had anybody get bloat here, yeah. but um I will not let anybody play on a full stomach. So we do playtime. Okay. Everybody goes in their crates. Better we, be safe than sorry. That's you I know get other people's dogs. I know I I can appreciate a lot lots of safety protocols um in place gates and doors and locks and everything uh name tags and um yeah yeah, yep over the years um so yeah, so then the middle of the day is all training. So usually between like 10 and five, 10 and six, um, we're constantly crate and rotate. It depends how many dogs we have. Now that there's two of us, um, Casey can have one dog, I can have another one. We can be doing kind of multiple training sessions. Um, just today, we have um, one dog who's really nervous of the other dog. So she came in a few days ago. She's been doing. Separate playtime, um, so she hasn't been coming out with the group because okay. she's really scared. Um, and so today I had her on leash. Casey had one of the other dogs on leash. Um, high value food. Every time they looked at each other, you get a treat. Um, slowly got them closer together. They were not playing by the end of the session, but they were right up next to each other, sniffing That's each cool. other. So um, she has the ability to overcome it as long as she's not being, you know, approached too quickly by dogs. Yeah. So
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the more
0: pleasant experiences she has, right? The yes. The better that'll probably be. Definitely. For yep. Her.
1: And that's the goal. And that's like mm-hmm. where a board and train can come in handy because we can do four or five sessions in a day, keep it short and sweet, five, 10 minutes. Um, you have this great experience with a dog. You go back in your crate yeah, with a treat. You nice. come back out, great experience. Um, nice. So it is just so much. It's, it's so much more of like a boost than what people can usually do in real life. Great. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, all right. So I don't know. I think we should open it up. Does anybody have any questions for Melanie and board and train? <laughs> I feel like sometimes we touch so much on everything. I know. I feel like
1: we covered a lot. We, yeah. I'm trying to think really can cover a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. hair on my face. I feel like you're so good <laughs> at this. Too. You're all the like uh, questions. So like, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So you think of any questions? What do people usually? Oh, um, something that I was thinking of talking about is guarantees in dog training. Oh. Um, so guarantees for me is another red flag and people are going to be like, what do you mean? This is, you know, I'm spending all this money and committing all this time to having my dog stay away from me. Like, why wouldn't I get a guarantee? Um, I because
0: places do say guaranteed, right? Yes. Like that's what you're saying. Yep. It's a red flag. Exactly. I have my own little red flags too. Okay, good. Anything
1: that's K nine. <laughs> I know it's so many. bad. Except isn't Rob K nine and he's positive? But he doesn't
0: count anymore because he's doing more rescue. Now, <laughs> okay, okay. Is, I know so he moves. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I know it's one of those <laughs> he's silly the only things. One. And then you think of all the trainers that like are in our circle and they're all like positive. Like, uh, so many names have positive in them now. So yeah. it's nice yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Positively Positive. and all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sorry, go ahead. So so yeah. anybody that's got, um, offering
1: a guarantee. A guarantee yep. Yeah. Um and I tell people before they sign up for a board and train, um, like I said a few times before, I cannot program your dog. Um, I cannot change their behavior um completely in three weeks. Um, most of the places that are offering guarantees are shutting down behaviors. Like we said, it looks like it can work really well. Um
0: Well, they have to guarantee your dog's not going to do anything. (laughs) Yeah,
1: at all, all, at all. I know. Right?
0: I mean, it's terrible. Yeah.
1: Um, So, but then that's a really tricky thing. It's like, well, then why would I send my dog to you? What can I expect to get out of it? Um, The comparison that I always use that I love is if you hire a tutor for your kid and the tutor says, okay, you hire me for three weeks and I guarantee your kid will get an A on a test you should probably be a little skeptical. You know, your tutor does not know your kid. They have not grown up with your kid. They don't, you know, know how your kid learns, how fast they learn, how they retain information. Um, And then we have all of the, like, all of the other things that contribute to behavior, like genetics, like was your dog's mother stressed when the dog was in utero? Like, so there are so many, you know, what was the, early puppyhood like under 20 weeks of age is so so important right
0: there that's don't get your dogs from shake a ball
1: (laughs) yep (laughs) definitely it 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 impacts behavior and a lot of those behaviors don't come out until dogs reach social maturity at around a year and a half to two years of age um so people say if i'm gonna get a call oh my dog just started acting aggressively out of nowhere i don't know what happened one and a half to two i'm like is that how old they are almost always yes um and a lot of it is due to the early puppyhood or early socialization, genetics, everything like that. Um, So with guarantees, you never know what exactly is driving behavior what the dog's past was what their history was um what we have kind of settled on over time because we have amazing clients that are so dedicated to their dogs and they really send them here not because they don't want to deal with them which is another common misconception which i hate to see on the post people looking for board and trains and everybody's like why do you want to get rid of your dog you know you but you do the responsibility most people are really struggling and they they believe this is the best thing for my dog. And most of the time it is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, So what we kind of have begun to guarantee over the last few years is that if we agree on a length of program like if we say let's say here are my dog's behaviors x y and z and i said i think that they should do a two-week program maybe even a two-week program followed by a few private lessons maybe a two-week program with the option to extend to three i'll be very honest what i think would help just based on my experience um and they agree to it and they show me that they're following through we complete all of our Um, transfer sessions. They are texting me or emailing me updates and what happens when my dog does this and my dog is doing this. And
0: so they don't just come for three weeks and then, and then, yep.
1: So if they show that they are really following through, my guarantee is that I'll take your dog back. If something's not going well, we'll do an extra week or we'll do a few extra private lessons. Like my guarantee is you commit to a program. I, you know, lay out expectations for it. And if those expectations are not met, we guarantee we'll help you get to that, that place. Um, so that for me is a more realistic thing when you're dealing with fluid behaviors, um, and animals that learn differently and process differently. And, um, yeah, so that's my spiel on guarantees. I like that.
0: I like that. So you see a guarantee it's a red flag. So, um, we're going to have to wrap it up soon and we wanted to show you the, um, what do you call oh,
1: that? room? so like the boarding room, I guess. Okay. Can you make sure that they But I
0: wanted to make yep. put it out there. If anybody has questions, you got to ask now because um, we're just about done. <laughs> that went fast. And if you don't have questions, then that's great. That means that. Uh, yeah, we covered everything. Enough about <laughs> I know. It, so that's a good thing. We chatted enough. Thank you. Boy. So, no questions. Piggy Allison, works. come on. Give us a question. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I know I'm thinking what else people usually
1: ask. The guarantees is a big one. Will my dog miss me? Can I visit? Um, so my thing is unless your dog has separation anxiety or had a really hard time settling in, I usually say you can definitely visit again with COVID. Now I bring the dogs outside to meet the people. Um, 15-20 15-20 minutes nothing like huge and crazy yeah. but um, well I can
0: tell you from being a mom and like you know when you have to leave your kids places you're really better off just, just doing it it's like a band-aid just rip yep. that sucker off leave it alone yep. you know like drop your kid drop your
1: dog the prolonged goodbyes too kill me because I'm like you're oh. making it so hard on the dog <laughs>
0: oh I, I saw something a few years ago that said like even when you leave your own house for the day yeah. like don't make it a whole big thing <laughs> I, know. I know it's you hard know? not to but yeah, it's true yeah I know like yeah. i treating another yeah. world then, like I run out the door that's know? when you
1: come Cass, home too oh my god so does he do go crazy much? when you come home he's actually
0: he's six and he still occasionally has accidents okay he's got a little separation Aww. anxiety also Aww. so we talk to but Linda that's all right I know <laughs> yeah Linda has helped me with that yep. you have no she's idea, my like, separation anxiety go-to she really is. yep she is yeah Allison that's <laughs> okay all right guys so let's show you the board and train before we uh let's we'll we show we you their little room off here. Oh, that's my microphone. Oh, yeah, that's your microphone, because we got microphones.
1: I hear them. They they know we're coming.
0: Hi, Brody. Say goodbye. I don't know what you're oh, yep. saying, Allison, <laughs> <laughs> You're a <trip.
1: laughs> So we have two two dogs. You know what? Hold
0: yeah. on one second because I don't know how to flip it. Here we go. I think I flipped it. You got it? You see me? There you go. So we have
1: two dogs who have a little bit of stranger danger. So if they see right. you, a new person coming in, they'll probably gonna bark. So Casey kept their crates covered with a blanket. But everybody else, you can see exactly. Yep, I think it's more like they're scared if they see a stranger. Stay here, Brody. So we have the the gate and the um, curtain, so that when another dog is out for training. The dogs who are in here, they don't hear what's going on. There's music going on. I want it to be more of like a calming, quiet, like relaxing place, versus like why aren't it, why isn't it my turn? And I hear the other dog out. So that's the reason. Cool. So we have everybody has their own separate area, their own separate crate. Hi guys, good job, guys. Now, we'll this
0: technically, like so this is the den. Yeah. the den. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the back little den. Good job, guys. Access. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good job. I know. I know they're ready to come out too after uh, like a Did little hour him, nap. Little Good job, oh. yeah. Do you want to see him, yes. Oreo? Okay, Brody, stay here. I mean, they're all wonderful. They're all gonna want to come out right now, but I'll pull out. I'll pull out the little guy for you. Hi, buddy. Hello. Oh my goodness. He's a puppy and he he ate his Kong all over his paws in there. I knew you'd love him. <laughs> you smell like peanut butter. You smell like peanut butter. Oh my goodness. I know babies. Do you want here I'll come out with him? I know guys, I know. <laughs> so he's actually he loves playing the most. So we have uh, all the other guys who are bigger. Look at this. One. I know. So what is he? He's a Poodle Shih Tzu. I'm Push. you shih, shih, like shih Tzu? Hi, look at you covered in peanut butter. I've there. never heard of.
0: <laughs> oh, look how adorable. I know. Guys, do you love this little puppy or what?
1: How old is he? <laughs> I baby? know. I think he's 17 weeks now.
0: Oh. We oh, weighed him today three and a half pounds.
1: Three and a half pounds. He came hey, with no, us to move. PetSmart and to Home Depot today for some socialization.
0: Oh, I love it. my cutie pie? <laughs> he is just adorable. <laughs> you
1: covered in peanut butter. I wonder why
0: they named him Oreo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's so cute. Look at him. Aww, All right, so um, nobody's got any questions or anything. Okay, so you can I always
1: think- uh, email us or um, send a Facebook message and...
0: And it's Wagmore, yeah. you're on Facebook, yep. and you have like an actual
1: website too? Yep, so it's uh, Wagmore Dog Training, the The website is wagmore.dog, so instead of .com, it's .dog. That's cool, yep. I love that. And then the email is info at wagmore.dog. Okay,
0: yep. perfect. Yeah, right, we're on I'll Instagram
1: too, we've been post, trying to post a little bit more recently. <laughs> yeah, Take pictures. so
0: just then you got a TikTok and all that tweet, yeah, I know. Like stuff. it's like At some point. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. all right so thank you so much she's this inside. was really really wonderful yeah so good and uh, oreo i don't know if he's <laughs> tired that? now or he's i know poor. probably are
1: <laughs> you sleepy after that kong <laughs> <little big> <laughs> yeah that's true uh, uh, hey, say goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> say This bye. is like she's uh she's part of the team now yeah wonderful good luck on your test we're so that. happy yeah. 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 really so awesome. excited so you some great girls thank here. you so much where's your husband upstairs all right, <laughs> he ran away he's very great he helps a lot yeah yep. it's really wonderful yep the nighttime playtime when they're all running around and hanging on the couch with us I-, I love it yeah he's a good, a good guy, guy. that's fantastic yeah all I'm right sure, cool. cool thank you so thank much maybe we'll so talk welcome. soon about something else perfect anytime to. thank you okay, all right bye